uh, 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 like a bad habit, but better than you ever had it. You were rocking with the Wednesday Night A Show, the AE Double Dudes. It's me, Uturu Sinza, Josh Castillo, joined by the man of 100 likes. There's no underscore. He's the best in the business. The Zoobs in the Zoobs box tonight. Good evening, Zoobs. How are we doing? Back. Reach for the sky, boy. Shout out and rest in peace to beautiful Jay Briscoe. Uh, yeah, Harry Funk ain't wear no mouthpiece, Zoobs. Come on. Some great stuff this week. We'll get into it. Uh, it is great to be here on the show. I had, had to get it right out the top because Big it's love. right at the top of this Double show. Dude. I think heavy on everyone's mind. Um, this is sort of the, we talked about this before, right before the show. These are always really difficult shows to um, talk about and consume sometimes because it's it's different. It, it's, it's not different. It feels the same. It's a weird mindset to put you in. Uh, we'll get into it and talk about it, but uh, I expect an interesting episode of AEW Dudes, that is to say, tonight. Yeah, Zoobs, uh, as always, nobody puts it better than you. It, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get on here and be like, Jay Briscoe was my favorite wrestler of all time, and I, I'm ruined by this news, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, th thrown off tracks. But I almost had the opposite, where the, the news broke last night, and, and I was shocked, you know, like you you think of him as on the ascent him and his brother after the, this amazing uh ftr trilogy they're holding the belts that have sort of are sort of their belts at the relaunch of a ring of honor i think we all sort of had them pegged uh to anchor that brand and we, we loved their matches and so the momentum was so in the other direction that it was shocked yesterday and you're, you're absolutely right it, it was an, impossible to say it wasn't hanging over my head a little bit um during the day today and especially watching a little bit of wrestling at night yeah, and a, a, a great episode of Dynamite. Uh, some great wrestling tonight. Um, really looking forward to the stuff that they film afterwards. We're going to keep uh, tabs on that, but I don't think we'll we'll like give away what happens, but sort of keeping tabs on uh, what is happening there as we go through the night. But yeah, uh, lots to talk about, lots to discuss, lots of Dynamite, lots of show. Okay, I'm excited. And for anybody who may not have seen, they are shooting a uh, Jay Briscoe special uh, right now after Dynamite, and it's yes. going to air on the Ring of Honor YouTube channel and Honor Club will be free and available. So uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, if the Brody Lee Memorial episode is anything to, to go off of, this should be a pretty special piece of television that'll rip all of our hearts out. So lots of love and energy to the Brainiacs tonight. Thanks everybody for coming out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, you, you talked about sort of uh, his presence throughout Ring of Honor and him sort of really being synonymous with the brand. Um, and really like you, you get you were saying, you know, you were watching in, in high school when you were first getting into wrestling and Ring of Honor, and he's there for that when it's shot, you know, in these in these really small arenas. And now, um, you know, we have this AEW era, sort of a newfound appreciation for like, thank God Ring of Honor existed there because there's so many wrestlers that are great now that we just didn't get if you were just a WWE fan, right? If you, Eddie Kingston, you didn't, you, we never get to learn about Eddie Kingston in a real way. Um, and thank God AEW exists and ends up buying Ring of Honor that we sort of get this, like, this whole generation is not just the ones that were famous in WWE, but the ones that were in the Ring of Honor lifers are getting this opportunity to shine and be on national television and be big stars. And as you said, um, the Briscoes, people who had been around in ROH basically the entire time, if not exactly the entire time, um, this far into their careers in 2022 have the breakout have the like breakout mainstream matches where it's like people are saying this is the match of the year and people are saying they've never been better and they are holding the titles coming into the new company um new iteration of the company this is to say 
like so shocking, so shocking. And um, yeah, just I, I'm with you. I, I would never say the world's uh, biggest Briscoes guy, but sort of the the incredible thing about the un- outpouring socially and and in your Discord as well was like so many people sharing so much incredible stuff and not seeing any repeats. Like that's yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. There, there's there's incredible promos. There's these incredible matches. There's this huge volume of work, uh, and all of it incredible. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouth, mouthpiece. Like really incredible. And not only that, not only that huge wrestling impact, but also a great example of like if Jay Briscoe can have some things that he said in the past and grow and be a better person and be a better ally and stand up for people and like totally change and grow nobody has an excuse to not do it right to not you're, you're allowed to make mistakes think about mistakes as you learn and you grow and become a better person and he did that and it was all coming to a head uh not to mention the fan like heart-wrenching heart-wrenching stuff oh. so um yeah, i, I want to linger there for a moment if we can zoobs with like his past homophobia comments them entering with the confederate flag by no means do i think any of that stuff is good this right here wrestling brain is a homophobia free space of course uh, I consider the Confederate flag the flag of losers. Uh, however, like you are right to bring up, the it, it's it's nice to see somebody actually come to grips with that, change over time, have people like Effie, like some of the the Mexican, um, I, I forget what they're they're called, but some of the more progressive uh, wrestlers saying, "No, I, I met him late in his career, and he was nothing but great to me, and thanked me for being so open, even though." uh his past comments and i think that's heartwarming and i think it was nice to see that not brought up as much because my experience with it is that his act is so strong and his promo so believable and him and his brother on the farm that people listen i'm not going to turn this into like a a bigger discussion but people were still bringing that up when they were there with the ftr last year and it's like still and i'm glad that there was this meta redemption around that um but it feels like that story wasn't complete right it felt like now that was going to happen and then they were going to anchor ring of honor and uh head to the best so yeah sad sad day in wrestling and uh as always very thankful for the brainiacs yeah and uh you know it it makes sense to do uh, just to close on on this with the thing they're doing tonight obviously the tribute show that's going on the roh channel it makes sense to make that an roh thing to me they oh, are yeah. like the, even if you want to get Samantha, they're not really AEW guys, right? The Briscoes. That all of that work is under the ROH umbrella. Um, so the tribute show should be too. As much as it would be great to have this be an out and out Jay Briscoe tribute show, like that deserves to be an ROH show. It deserves to be ROH branded. It deserves to be uh, that way. So I'm I'm actually quite happy that it's that this wasn't that. Yeah, I fully agree. And uh, I saw a bunch of people floating this on uh, Twitter yesterday. But for my money, I don't think they're wrong. You could name those belts after him if you wanted. The, yeah. the Jay Briscoe Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. Like, it feels fully appropriate. I can't believe the guy died holding those titles. Like, it, sometimes wrestling is just something else entirely. Like, and uh, I think this was one of those. So, yeah, definitely had to open with that before uh, we get into some Dynamite talk tonight, Zoobs. But now, you watch this. We are going to pick up the vibe. We are going to get into Dynamite like the AEW dudes do, but we are not alone. It's not just me and you, the Zoobs. Luckily, we've got the 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 king of brevity, uh, a man who will bring the levity, the brevity, uh, the speed, the jokes, and the wit, the man of the ones and twos, producer Dynamite Matt Prince. Matt, how you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. 
mood shift, Maddie. That was wow. I knew we could count on you, Maddie. Uh, you're, you're having a good time back there. The, the people, of course, can can expect more Maddie tonight on the show uh, down on the soundboard. Can they? Any, anything down there in particular tonight, Matt? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's great. That's okay. We we led strong. Uh, some Uncle Howdy's in the chat. Some Matt faces zooms. Do you want to jump in there? I heard some follows and subs coming in. Do you want to thank the people that came in, and then I will beg for even more. You know, third episode of the year, I've, I've come to grips with like I don't think anything's touching the Matt face and the Uncle Howdy in 2023 <laughs> in terms of in My terms nemesis. of what'll be the. the the most used emotes like remember the huge run matt face had last year we brought it in like it was huge. three quarters of the way through the year and it was like 80 percent of the usage and 20 percent <laughs> of the top heavens above um man thank you the, the at least at least the sound this week we got the really important deep stuff out of the way and then that we get, is... get to the really close <laughs> yeah. very very respectful of the brainiacs just yeah. pulled, we just pulled it off uh we want to thank cadenza resubbing with Prime for 15 months. I want to thank Dennis Dirty Work, resubbing 21 months. I want to thank Hit. Hi, it's me, RL, 13 months. And I want to thank my good friend, Jordan is Joso, for following us four minutes ago. How long is the phone <laughs> ring? It's about $4 long. Okay, all right. Well, fair enough. Uh, thank you to the anonymous gifter uh, presence around this place, Zoobs. Thank you to those follows and subs. But if you were here for the first time, we would love if you would hit that follow button. Take the first step to joining our community. Get into our chat. Start hanging around. It's one of the best reasons to be on this chat. Now, secondly, if you've been here a couple times, why not give us a subscription like some people there did? We love the support. It unlocks all of the emotes. Down in the emotes bar, it lets you keep and kick. Drop the Uncle Howdies. Drop the Matt faces. Hell, hell, you know, there is a Josh face. I've I've heard rumor. I don't know. <laughs> I know it. I, I've never, I, like, I've never seen it, but I'm told, I'm told it does exist. Uh, that one must be paywalled. It's the only explanation. Given that Weird I'm phenomena, yeah. yeah we're, we're the kind of, those only go out before the show, and then our actual faces on the show, and people are like, ah, I've seen enough of this. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, most, and that does make a certain amount of sense, and I can't say I'd be otherwise. Thirdly, you can, of course, subscribe with Prime if you have Amazon Prime, and we know you do. You get one free Twitch subscription a month. We would love if you Google how to do that. Spend it here instead of giving all that money to Jeff Bezos. You can give a little to me, a little to Zoobs, and maybe part of mine to Matt, if I feel like it, Zoobs. Can I do one more plug quickly out the gate here, Zoobs, and then we get into the score? Sure thing. This Friday, behind my paywall, patreon.com slash j0shc. It's the monthly J0 hour, the late night stream. We watch Rampage together, and then we go to my bag of matches. I've got a bag of 30 matches. We're going to draw from it. We're going to watch these matches together. We're all talking. We're all hanging out. These are maybe my favorite thing that I do behind the paywall. Check that out. All the other content, I'll give a more full-body plug later. But very excited for that. This Friday night starts when Rampage starts. Patreon.com slash j 0 SHC. Look at this. People dropping the Josh face. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and, a, and a ton more Uncle Howdy's. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a star's a star. That I that I can't dispute. Uh, Uncle Howdy fact. Some people think that's a, a mustache he has. Uh, Zoobs, you know that's not the case. No, he's Uncle Howdy smokes weed. He smokes weed. That's two joints is what that is. That All that smoke that's billowing out, that's that's because Uncle Howdy smokes weed. And uh, you just have to go to appreciate that. And with that all out of the way, Zooms, I think it's time to do what it is we do best around these parts, which is, of course, at me asking you, the Zoobs and the Brainiacs in the chat, on a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best, what did you rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? You didn't spend money on it, but you did spend time. Maddie, hit the music.
That's okay. Uncle Howdy did hit Bray Wyatt with Sister Abigail. One, <laughs> two, oh. okay. three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One, two, three, four, five. Come on. Scores come in. I read them aloud. Zoops keeps an average and then gives his. Here we go. America's so bad with a six. Different Jake with a seven. Am I doing this right with a seven? Paceball with a five and a half. Rick Nash tag with a six. Torp Pinwell with a six and a half. Irish Mike 21 with a six. Qui-Gon Gin and Juice with a six. Hey, my name is Will with a six. Cadenza with a six. Fruits are in the bowl with a seven. I am Ahab with a five. Truly McGinnis with a six. Keeg 17, 17 with a six. Five and a half from Niblet 05. Dennis Dirty Work with a six. Flat 07 with a seven. Dennis Dirty Work with a six. E Prime with a six. A slew of come on lead to the Scootsboard with a seven. McDonough's with a seven. Area Thrasher with a five. Corvax 1266 with a seven. Coming in late. Six and a half from Hey, It's Me, RL. And a six from one half of our modding team with good friend Jake, keeping this a transphobia, racism, and homophobia free space. Thank you to good friend Jake and Maddie Mack. Zoops, what's the average there? Five, seven, five, six? I think we probably creep into the sixes. There's a, there's a bunch of sevens that come in right. uh, in the middle there that I think raise it up. It looks like I would say six is probably the most, the most typed in and seven probably second most. And enough six and a half is... Six and a half, pardon me, to weigh out the uh, anything that goes below. So um, I think I am in line with the chat here. I have like a six, a very solid, solid to great at times um, in-ring show. I think we have you have some great matches. You have some great matchups. Um, some great, uh, you know, we have stories advancing with some of the Hangman stuff. We do have a lot of progress. I just, um, I don't know, just a weird night. I, I, I think I give it like a six of like, yeah, I, I'm, I can... Admit everything here was good, but it was sort of like it didn't have the seven buzz for me that that it, I know the feel in my toes that it's a seven. Uh, I don't have it. Much lower than chat average for me this week, Zoobs. I'm in the four and a half five zone, uh, which I suspect will be an unpopular take tonight. I'll give it a five because uh, Brian and Bandito was so excellent and worth watching. Uh, that I'd go out, out of my way to go watch that any day. Again, some real high points on this episode, uh, but. I'll, I won't even tease it. We'll just get into what I didn't like on this show uh, as we approach it. And maybe it'll be up to you and the Brady to talk me up to the, to the six zone zoops. Cause that has yeah. happened before on this program. And vice versa. May, mayhaps you may have still talk me down to, to a five. Maybe I maybe seeing the freedom with which you just went four and a half, five. I'm like, I can admit my truth that I think this was a five and a half. Right. <laughs> it's like how uh, I had to break to my grandparents that I wasn't religious and all the other grand, all the other grandkids were like, thanks man. That was a, that was a wall to be broken down. Like that, you, <laughs> you know, it's uh you, you cleared the way you broke down the dam. Um, Look at that, Rick Nash tag dropping the Josh face. A bunch of Uncle Howdy's and Matt's from Scoots Voto. Let's dive in. The horrible music of Dynamite tonight is quickly interrupted. If I was an Eminem, I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, oh, I'm the poo-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. You say what you will. That timing was phenomenal. How did bugs? There's a little luck involved someone. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the poo-flavored one. Unbelievable. Well, filled with bugs. I like to think Rick Nash tag finger on the trigger there. Yeah, that was one of the best sound alerts ever dropped on this channel. And now I feel the 
I can't. Oh, no, uh, so if I was an M&M, I'd be like, oh, I'm full. Oh. I'd be like, oh, I'm full. Oh. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored oh, one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. Not face when you're the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with and bugs. And filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. Too good. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. If this was in the clubs when I was 19, I would have become an ecstasy addict. Yes. Oh my goodness. Man, that is a hype damn song and a great shift in mood as well. Thank you, Rick Nashtag. Quickly interrupted by Jane, by Jefferson Starship. Not Jefferson Airplane, like I say incorrectly on this show all the damn time. Um, Orange Cassidy liked to open this program with Orange Cassidy. Uh, and I think the people like it, but he's out here to face Jay Lethal, who I don't think people like uh, to see opening their program. Um, this match opens with, uh, so you get a video package saying that uh Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt are banned. <laughs> These bastards, they're making their way through the crowd at the start of this match anyway. Um, do you want me to lead here, Zoobs, or do you want to tell people what you thought of this match? Please dance away. Uh, actually, I think you have the sharper, I think you have the sharper take here. So I will I will blanketly say that um as as soft as I maybe became last week on the like, I was like, maybe the Jared, maybe this Jared lethal thing isn't so bad. Uh, you know, I had my I had my Paul Walter Hauser shades on there, right? I was, was blinded by how much I love Paul Walter Hauser last week. <laughs> to like him now, this feud continuing, the Golden Globes being in the building and him being removed removed it. I was like, oh, I feel I feel I feel a chasm in in this in this my my feelings for this right now. It was ninety eight percent of your interest. <laughs> well, also like uh, the show you were at in Seattle, I sort of admitted like. That's a great space for Jarrett and Lethal. I, even, I, even I had to admit it. Like a fun goober losing tag team that like thinks they get one up on you. That Jay Lethal singles match is not the recipe. We've been over this many times for me. Just not, it's just not going to ever be like, no matter what they do extracurricularly, if it's resulting in a Jay Lethal singles match, uh, that part of it I dislike. Fully agree there um jay lethal singles match is is maybe the least interesting thing you could do with any of this uh exchange between this gang and the best friends uh even a sanjay match i'd be like oh, okay well that's something different and certainly a satin match would just be must see tv for sure um you know we we all like different things in wrestling and i would just say that this is a match that like when i say that i don't like you know, oh, this match felt cooperative or it didn't really strike a tone that I like. I think people think I mean like what Ricochet and Will Ospreay were. And in some way, like in some cases I do, but I more mean matches like this where it's, this is just like, you have to have these, but in theory, Orange Cassidy is holding a title and this is a title match. And that alone on television should mean something. And I thought this was as like, smooth to the point of looking like these guys were on the same team like this is the sort of thing like honky tonk man would watch and be like these guys get it there's a hell of a match out there look no no, no one's taking anything and it's like well if you enjoy that style of wrestling like the the magic oh well, look at this is actually like smooth as butter i think this match probably did a lot for you if if you are a 
a craved degenerate like myself who's only in this for the fighting spirit and for for shows of humanity and and competition bringing out the best in people a match like this will do lo like just nothing like and i'm not and i'm am sort of a jay lethal hater but i didn't think he was the problem here i just thought these guys were just in like a pace of match that i just it's like yeah irish whip okay over my back now you okay you go to the rock like over here like it's like this is the match <laughs> like i <laughs> i don't know i uh this is this is again not a horrible match if you put this in time if you went to 1997 and put this on tv on raw this would be an excellent match but but standards have changed to some degree and on a, a show where we're getting a brian danielson 20 minute match and i know every match can't be that but uh, i don't know this this is just a deeply new york match to me just going out there to have a match fully unforgettable uh, pardon me the opposite fully forgettable uh, to the point that i, don't, <laughs> yeah. I can't i can't recall uh, anything from this at all really honestly yeah i mean that's that's fully believable it is another orange cassidy win he continues his all atlantic run um there's a big post-match angle where satnam rushes the ring he gets his hands on both of the best friends uh, Sanjay Dutt calls him off because he, do he doesn't want to get banned and it looks like this will continue. I think maybe even a, a Rampage or Dynamite next week, six-man got announced uh, or will get announced in the next little while. I'm not certain, but it uh, looks like we'll get a little bit more of this. Again, this wasn't the end of the world, but just a good example of not my favorite style of wrestling. I, okay, I guess, I guess I remember the the stuff in the crowd. The, I remember the uh, best friends having drinks and popcorn and the... Uh, other guys having tickets and Danhausen being dressed like a ticket, uh, like, a, like an event usher, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Pace pointing out the OCE chase around the ring and then the big spot that starts with the Casadora is where he smacked his head on the desk. Uh, I believe that too. I don't know. It just felt very routine. And I don't even mind that, but like as a dynamite opener, it's uh, it's an interesting right. choice. And I think, I think that. I think that is part of what uh, detracts is it doesn't feel like a the, worthy of the dynamite opener spot, especially on. That's right. You want to call it on it, call it a big show, but like following that, uh, how they start this show, sort of like it was a weird way to start the show. That's for sure. And you're the champion, man. You know, title defense, opening dynamite. Let's go. It's not like lethal couldn't couldn't get you something. I don't know. Just very, very one gear. Okay. Uh, I feel like AW's actually been listening to us, Subes, uh, because I feel like a lot, ever... a lot of people are lately. There are more and more people listening to wrestling life. Right? That that is true. The, the number it goes up, the serotonin it grows, and our confidence and feeling, of course, Zoobs, grows with that. We're we're feeling incredible. It's a one to one. <laughs> how much all those things grow? It's you're directly responsible for our serotonin and our confidence. So would that be <laughs> if you can hear this, we are, you already know. You already, no pressure. You already yeah. <laughs> Um, but I feel like ever since I did TNA month on the, the Patreon, I realized that with the Angle Joe feud on all of those pay-per-views, TNA liked to build the match throughout the pay-per-view and really give like a combat sports big match feel. And I feel like they, they've been doing that more and more frequently. They gave us a big Kushida package after this match, introducing uh, people who maybe haven't seen him before or aren't familiar with the time splitters or what have you. And I thought it was actually a pretty effective package because they took they weren't afraid to make their own guys and other guys look bad. They show Kushida slapping subs onto Cody, uh, Hangman Page tapping out to him. This is sort of like a non-wrestling company thing to do in kind of a cool way, I thought. Like, I feel like people overthink that sort of stuff or wrestling companies do sometimes. Like, oh, we, we can't show Hangman tapping to Kushida. <laughs> you know, his stock will drop. It's like, no, it doesn't matter at all. It just makes, it's like it gives... Uh, 
context for for who Kushida is and that he's good. Like, look at this guy with with Hangman. Yeah, it's just such a silly way to think the other way. It's like, oh no, Hangman has to have always been unbe unbeatable. So that makes yeah. no sense. It makes perfect sense that he, when he was younger and had less experience, he got tapped out by this guy you're bringing in. And that's why this guy has a title shot in your main event. Like that's it's funny it's, you mention it. Like it is, it's literally just so logical to build it this way. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you make the most of the footage that you have? Why wouldn't you make the most of like this guy was part of Hangman Page's journey? This guy, Cody was here. He was a champion. This guy wiped the floor with him. Like sort of, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, especially if you're having him in your main event and sort of explaining away why Darby wants him to be a title defense, which is right. a, a sort of a common theme with what Darby's done with his title runs and been like, here's a guy out in the world that I would like to remember. He picked uh, Janela out of nowhere early oh, that's on. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, you're totally right on that. I feel like there's been another one too. I suppose after the Seattle show, he said soon Nick Wayne, like maybe Nick Wayne, when you debut, it'll be against me for this belt. So uh, yeah. Definitely a guy who picks a shot, and I guess TK lets him a little bit. Yeah, they mentioned a good friend, Drake Greatcat. They mentioned later on that Kushida uh, had beaten Kenny Omega before, and how many people would say that uh, in AEW total. So Great point. Um, great use. Great use. No, I have great use of this, and, and you know, great use of the the talent exchange that they have, and sort of hopefully, I think at, at one point, exactly what we had hoped would be happening, right? Sort of these guys are coming over and being made to look strong and being made to look good and being worthy main event opponents for your title holders. This is sort of the whole point. I just want to say, uh, Kenny Omega's lucky. The Zoobs wasn't running around when he was a junior. <laughs> like that, 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 that list would have one name longer. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. That's, that's just my opinion. Um, speaking of new Japan, we go to guys who were there once in the most hung, hamstrung, uh, <laughs> segue I've done in my life as the young bucks take on top flight in my second match. I didn't like that much this evening. Uh, we've got the new trios champions, the Young Bucks, of course, with Kenny Omega, uh, two thirds of the elite. You, you remember last week they won the best of seven series, right, Soups? I do remember that quite well. But, but you agree, best of seven, big match, Ma main event, California ladder war, absolutely. Uh, they're here without the, the best member of the trio for a tag match against Top Flight. Uh, in a match I call Who Could Do Cooler Stuff, and we got that. Uh, or, or maybe we should do a little, do you want to do a little trios title check-in here, Zoobs, uh, real quick? <laughs> well, this is being, yes, we'll do the trios title check-in after a, after a grueling uh, tournament. We have two-thirds, 66% of them uh, in a, in a non-trios match uh, the very next week. But I will say this is, this, this is almost a tag match built in service of the trios division, right? Where we assume this will come back to AR Fox and Kenny. It's just so funny that like that top flight would be like, yeah, we beat the Young Bucks as a tag team, but we didn't beat them as a trio. It's like it would mean a million times. It's like, yeah, well, well, Kenny Omega wasn't there. That that makes sense. He's the best fighter of those three. So yeah, doesn't really play here. Congrats on the tag win in that different division. But like also like. the the tag like a, a a tag team, a tag team of brothers would would be more excited about beating the, the Young Bucks as a the, the more the more historic tag team. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, yeah. They didn't you know even what? wear the trios titles. I didn't even notice that. Good friend Jake's on the ball tonight. Yeah. They didn't even come out in the damn trios titles. They mean as um, little to them as they do to me. This is a weird one where I a strangely high amount of people before this match started said, like, I think Top Flight should win this. To the point where I was like, it feels to me like Top Flight is obviously winning this. Me and too. then they did. And I was like, huh, a lot of people called that. 
Yeah, it's because they they know that's the only way this booking makes even an iota of sense is if it's moving on to a trios match because the eight, the young bucks. Can you imagine if the trios champs just came into the tag division and were winning there too? Like it's why these belts are so stupid. Like I I'm not trying to do a victory lap, but it is a little bit like one week after we finally like you would think the elite getting them would be like the start of the rehab of them. And it's not that that six-man match won't whip between the six of them. Like, I think it'll probably be good. Um, anyway, I actually thought this match started out in a cool way. I like Nick and Dante, like, presumably your two higher flyers, more athletic uh, halves of the duo, do, like, a stare down. And you're sort of expecting, like, a big sort of show-off flip stuff. But then Dante just lands a big head kick and sends Nick running to the corner, sort of establishing that the Bucks will be going to be working pretty heel during this match. Um, and then it was, you know... Really, really smooth wrestling. Um, really impressive. The powerbomb nosedive combo, of course. I think everybody likes it when Top Flight pulls that off. Um, it's just not... This match and the last match, back-to-back. -back, like, last week opened with Mox and Hanger. You know? Like, like, two guys just beating the shit out of each other for a reason. Like, that. that's that's what I like in wrestling. And it's not that this stuff is bad, but I you're just... It, I'm here on the show. I can only give my opinion. And it's like, two back-to-back -back matches in this vein isn't... It is what Dynamite is, but it's not my favorite. Like, the Dynamites I, like, uh, involve a, a little getting nasty. And, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, Top Flight picks up the win off of a, a missed BTE trigger where they collide their knees and a, a pretty swanky roll-up to finish it. And, uh, and yeah, it, it, they, they'll move on to adding AR Fox and Kenny Omega to this, presumably for the next, like, a TV uh, trios title shot in the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um too much too coordinated off the top for you you think it would have been better if they flipped these two matches i'm sorry i'm sitting here thinking like should, should you have opened the show with young bucks against top flight yes i think i might have too or or darby kushida um mm. or, or even or even tony and willow although it's a little angle heavy for an opener um but i don't know i just felt like this first little while was like ah Quite going to juice, like I don't like champs losing, but I also just don't care much for trios, and I'm way more interested in young bucks tags. Yeah, it's like champs getting pinned outside of their division. I guess shouldn't really mean all that much. I again, I don't know. This is why, like every federation does this. The the trios champions, there is no trios division. They just have to end up wrestling in tags, and then they do trios at pay per views and big shows. This is although it always has worked uh, for whatever reason. And seems if you don't mind. I'd like this to lead us into our first of three Keep It or Kick It's of the evening. Now, Keep It or Kick Come It. On. Oh, well, look at this. Nice button online. Subscribe and get tier two for 29 months. That's longer than I've been subscribed to this channel. Good evening, That's crazy. Brainiacs. 29 months. That's crazy. Thank you, Juice. Um, well, I'd be curious to see how Juice weighs in on this first Keep It or Kick It of the evening. Of course, head on over to Emotes Bar. Get ready with the Keep Emote to use it. If you like this prompt, you love this prompt, you want some more of this prompt, or head on over to the Kick Emote. If you hate this prompt, despise this prompt, and never want to hear it again. Scoots, I saw you take a hit. I'm going to take it during the Keep It or Kick It song. As you all answer this, and we'll continue the discussion, Keep It or Kick It, this statement, Top Flight are currently an AEW tag title quality act. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, 
By God, you've done it. I think you found a perfectly divisive keeper kick. He's done it again. Notes taken, folks. Uh, we start off with, it's like, oh, it's going to be easy. We have four kicks out of the top there by Scoots, Burrow, Dennis, Dirty Work, Sam Fells, and I Mayhab. But then Nibwitz says, hold on a minute. I'm kicking that. As do four of his friends. Hey, my name is Will, Pace Fell, Stone Cold ET, qui Gon, and Juice. Now we're up plus one kick. Then we trade Irish Mac. And Torque Penderloin keep and kick. Then it's another run of kicks. Hi, it's me, RL. Keek, 17-17. Maddie Mack kicks it. Ashton Kutcher kicks it. Corvax, 1266 kicks it. Rick Nashtag kicks it. Fruits are edible kicks it. Huge lead for kick. They add another one with my good friend Jake and the nice boy online. And Thomas W. puts the nail in the coffin after some early keeps. It's kick time from our audience. I'm going to say 70-30-ish. And what say you, these Zoobs? Are they a tag-quality app? Uh, it's an interesting champion quality. It's an interesting question because um, there's sort of the idea of what the top of the AEW tag team division is and what the actual top of the AEW tag team division is. Because right now your top tag team feud is the acclaimed against the gun club, which not that long ago is in a similar position, I would say, to top flight, where you're just sort of like waiting for it to take off and waiting for it to really click. Um, I'm going to say no, it is not, because what makes those teams that got themselves to the top of the division um, was sort of discovering that extra side of themselves, acclaimed really uh, discovering the catchphrase and the face turn and uh, the guns getting comfortable enough on the mic that they don't need their dad, that they can they can have the like silly, big display, goofy heel moments. And uh, I think tonight we sort of are going to be aligned. They seem leveled up and exactly like we had hoped they would be i mean it leveled up but they they seem to be in that tier um uh, i don't think top flight is there yet i don't think i think they would look lesser than if they were up against the gun club right now which and is kind of wild to think about and i might even still think that top flight has a higher ceiling than the guns even though i think the guns are a way more developed act that i'd much rather see right now we'll get to them pretty quickly here but yeah i thought it was uh interesting funny enough i've like i feel like i've been kind of hard on the show on darius i thought he was easily had the coolest sequence of this match like he came back pretty hard with a bunch of slaps and a lariat at the end um but yeah this would be a kick for me i, I think they're my easy three of three in those tag teams which is bizarre because if you would have had me rank them if we would have done a push book berry for the aw tag team titles last year this time acclaimed gun club and top flight there would have been a month in there maybe two months where i would have had top flight in the push spot there sure and, and now they, they would easily be my berry of those three it's weird yeah yeah We'll, we'll see what the we'll see what the needless jump into a trios match does for them. <laughs> hey, getting in there with Kenny Omega can't hurt unless it's only AR Fox who gets time. <laughs> then I suppose it can't hurt. True. Uh, remains to be seen. We move on to the aforementioned Gunk Club. Uh, they're out there acting like assholes, and then the acclaimed interrupt, and then the Gun Club, and now. I didn't know they wielded this power. I, I like that heels could have this power. Where the Acclaim come out and the Gun Club are like, no, no, no. Cut their music. <laughs> this is our segment. Cut the music. They cut off the Acclaim's music. 
which of course this audience hates the the Max Caster rap and uh, we're we're here out of out of Mr. Bowens. They go crazy for. So this is like a really effective. These people want to hear the entrance so bad. And the catcher's like, no, 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 cut their mics and hit our music. Uh, and then they break into a rap. It's a little unfortunate because the censors at AEW are so bad at catching stuff that Matt Caster says bullshit here. But then they on the seven second delay, they just blank out like the the last Entire two lines verse, of his rap. Yeah. So he has to. I know it sucks. But he does have to go like PG with that stuff because without those like oh, I forget what they're Matt. Do you remember what they're called in rap? The like landing line. No, I guess it's just the punchline. I can't I even think. He just punchline. Yeah. Yeah. W- without punch. that, it's like there's a lot of zip moved out of it. So if that means you have to not use the word bullshit, like you're not that limited. You're so good at this, you can you you can work around it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I I and yeah. You're learning. You're learning that. You can you can get the other guy's stuff cut just by asking, right? Because Caster then asks back, cut their mic off. I'm going to rap, and they that also happens. Those Anyone can just I, ask for whatever they want out of the. I would do that every would... time I was in a in a mic battle. That's that's Daniel the Brian Danielson logic. Would he would do that? He would just say, turn this guy's mic off, and then point at him and laugh. And like, exactly. I win the promo. Absolutely shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> or on the flip side, like if I let's say I was FTR had a great theme. I would get on the mic during my match and be like, just loop it. Just loop yeah. it while I'm fighting. And then like sort of soundtrack my own match. Big rig. It'd be unbelievable. So um, <laughs> an opportunity lost. Uh, the acclaimed are out. Colton, they stopped the rhyme. <laughs> they, uh, the raps about him, uh, the guns being a nepotism. Babies, very timely. Nepo yes. babies. And uh, we're off to the races with this. There is five. We're going to have a sit down with daddy ass either on Rampage or next week. Uh, I'm sure that'll go well and they'll just end in peace. And uh, we won't see this match in the weeks to come. <laughs> it's interesting. I think I think when this feud started low over a year ago, that really did. It's funny. It's funny. It's a classic great job of like the ass boys do sort of have a point, even in their misguided heel way. Right. Like making them making fun of the ass boys is what got the acclaim to, over. It's true. It's, it's literally and stealing their father. It's like it's crazy. Uh, they do have that truth, and I think initially, right? I remember initially we we thought uh, this this like potential Billy Gunn turns on his own turns back, right? It was all a ruse. It's like we, we're we're we've we circled all the way back around to that again, and now both teams are twice as popular as they were the first time we did this. It actually is uh, quite a testament to the. The organic growth there, both these teams. I think for a while we were just saying that about the acclaimed. Now I think I think yeah, I think the the guns are right there with it. Top heels. Uh, I sent this out on our Twitter account, which of course you can follow over at wrestling underscore brain. But man, how well has that feud aged uh, between the guns and acclaimed? Like you're returning to it, like you pointed out. Both are like I think you were right, like legitimately twice is over. Um, <laughs> it is your father for god's sakes uh in new york fathers beaten up in jacksonville fathers are stolen that's a that's a beautifully put by scoots brodo that's that's a nice piece of poetry there you you, wow. you put that in uh what's his name edward herman poe like he, he could have wrote something like that <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah i loved this next segment soups was all in on this next one. This is this is the this is the the meat. I like it. I'm here. 
we get to Renee Paquette, former co-worker of the Zoobs, backstage with Hangman Adam Page, who's wearing a brown leather jacket. I just want to say, I tweet about brown leather jackets. There he is. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, the, the show the show gets listened to. I just didn't know that Hangman was in the, that camp. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe Tony from, you know, he said, That's hey, right. get it. You're passing the halls. Hey, you see this? He's Tony sort of says. He's very, he's very plugged in. <laughs> just showing him a picture of me in a brown leather jacket. <laughs> and the tweet. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. Tweet first and then the photo. I'm like, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Uh, okay. So, John took something from me, says Hangman, referring to Renee Paquette's uh, real-life husband, John Moxley. But in that win over him... I got my world back. But then he checks in on Mox. He asks Renee, how's he doing? Like, Thank you. I just went online. For the gifted sons. I've gifted. Five is very generous. Five is very generous. It's incredibly generous. Has Matt's voice ever sounded nicer than in that? I love when people give us five subs because I love to hear that. <laughs> oh, it also is financially beneficial. That's right. Juice, thank you so much, brother. Oh my goodness, a, a five pack. The, 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 Juice always taking care of me. This guy, this guy's in the DMs hooking me up. He's just a great man. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And and big things coming for everybody, Juice. As is deserved. Um. Renee answers Hanger's inquiry about her husband by saying, "It's interesting." John both despises and cherishes you. And Hanger goes, I know what he means. This is like great. It's <laughs> like, like, well, and there's there's more to this that we'll get to, but I, I just thought this was like acknowledging that she's married to Mox and Hank, but Hangman's not being an asshole about it because he's a nice guy. Like he's actually, you know, he knows what it's like to be on the other side of getting flatlined and he's like checking in on a guy that even you remember the promos leading up to it they were, they, it's like I don't hate you, like I've actually sort of at the start of AEW thought you were kind of an asshole and now I've grown to like really see you as the man and a good father. I, I don't know, I don't want to overstate this but and we'll get to the next part but I, I really just thought this was like delicately and nicely handled here um, and really shows you the value that Renee can bring too. of course Hangman doing great here too but you just can't have this segment not only because no one else is married to John Moxley, but I don't know if any of the other interviewers can carry it. Hangman then says that uh, he's used to seeing some elite athletes. And then he says, that actually reminds me of some people from my past that uh, I got to mend some fences with. Um, I took this to mean that uh, CM Punk is coming back. <laughs> no, I, uh, I took this to... You're uh, goddamn right. <laughs> to mean that uh, he wants to make it right with Kenny. And if Takeshita and Callis might be pushing Kenny out of the elite, him falling into the safe arms of Hanger and those two going on a run, it's not exactly what I'd choose to do, but it's a little bit interesting. Um, and then Hangman, and I'll, I'll let you respond to all this. Sorry, Subes. He's sort of a lot of tread ground here. Then he, he closes with, hey, when you go home, could you could you tell him, referring to Mox? And he's like, oh, you know what? Never mind. And then the segment ends. What'd you think? This is our, this is our hangman Adam Page. This is what this is our top guy. This is what it is. This is the stories that he tells. This is what we're doing. The like the it, it, the I, good days and bad. The 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 silver linings and dark clouds to every situation. The 
this is really hard, but I'm making the best of it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm losing some and I'm winning some, but I'm coming back to the table every time. And it's not always easy. And um, I think back to the great promo in uh, in Toronto, the medicine isn't working, sort of uh, Adam Page. This is, the, this is the guy. This is our top guy. I'm thrilled to see this. I'm, I'm, this was the guy that in the in the that formative important year of AEW was the was the absolute heart throb of it and was like the my absolute week in week out month in month out reason I was watching the show. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. I, I love, and and it, what a great role for Mox. What a great what a great thing for Mox to be because it is um, in line with the canon of like what Mox would respect and what Mox looks for in opponents and partners and feuds and pro wrestling in general yeah. and uh, the others this you mentioned cm punk the sort of the other side small thing of like uh cm punk calls uh adam page an empty-headed dumb fuck and sort of mocks as the other side of like despising you but cherishing you right sort of like proved there was something in there right exactly right um i think it's i think it's important um agreed yeah and and i it it all tracks and and it's great i'm 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 thrilled uh, i'm thrilled because they are similar guys mox and mox and hangman they are both they're both young fathers they're both uh going through similar things it both hasn't been an easy path um they're both struggling with demons right in their in their own ways uh it's a it's a great pairing it's a great pairing and i think treating it this way treating it delicately um, letting Mox have had this build in with the fire promos and the like making light of not, I mean, not making light of the concussions, but like pointing out that, like, hey man, I hit hard and this is the whole point, and like, I'm not sorry for knocking you out. And Hangman sort of coming back and being like, well, he's not, I'm not sorry for knocking you out either, but like, I understand now where you are a week after being knocked out, right? Sort of like it's, we're, we're, we're now in a different space than we were before this happened. Um, it's the, it's the growth that, you you trust him and few other people uh there with and and as you said renee the perfect person as well to play this off off of so yeah huge monumental night uh, this will be the this will be the takeaway for the night for sure a rewatch for sure as well can i ask you this zooms but also love to uh hear the chat weigh in on this which moves you more of the the two sort of hangman teased pairings here and and i'm not saying either of these are happening but just go with me that these are the two options for the sake of discussion Hangman rejoins with Kenny Omega as a tag team, or the message that Hangman wanted Renee to pass to John Moxley was, "I want to join the BCC," which is more interesting to you for Hangman Page, him in the BCC or him with Omega? Wow, wow, that's what a question. I'm gonna let some people weigh in. Yeah, want some answers trickling on that. That's a great question. Yeah, you're an influential uh, speaker. You're you're wise to do this. You're you're whatever you say is going to be my mind on it as well for for sure. People saying, you know, exactly right. When you were away, everything was keep. People just wanted to agree with me. I couldn't I couldn't uh, couldn't get him. I couldn't get him to I couldn't get him to stop. You need the lowest Q rating on the channel, and here I, I am, baby. I should I should have done. You know, I should keep or keep it or kick it. Uh, you know, me never appearing again. That's what, that's what I should do. Right? That's my <laughs> that's <how I> game. <laughs> Okay, let's 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 raffle through here. We have so we have some good ones. Um, BCC right out of the gate from Dennis Dirty Work. Mock, Hangman mocks by a mile, but not BCC's Ashton Kutcher. BCC from Thomas W. BCC from Charlie McGinnis. Hangman and BCC against the Elite in Blood and Guts from Flats Three. Hanger mocks 
would never lose. BCC, I guess, from Rick Nash to BCC, more interesting, but I loved Kenny Hang Hanger from Good Friend Jake. Hey, man, Mox from Quag Engine and Juice, because uh, he wants Kenny in singles. Uh, I don't want either, but BCC, I guess, his name was Will. Singles, Kenny from Quarterback 66. Hanger and Mox. Yeah, well, okay, these want... are the questions. People saying, like, a singles, like, that's great. That, but that isn't what was on the show tonight. Like, we're dealing with reality. We're, we're with what happened. Uh, no, I would prefer that. Kenny singles as well, but that, yes. that's, that's not what's happening. <laughs> he is currently the trios champion being uh, teased with Hangman Page teaming up with him. Like it's, that, that, I would like that too. Uh, Quick on Juna Juice saying, hey, man, Mox like Danielson walks up and pitch Mox on BCC. Hadn't thought of it then. It was like, oh, shit. Holy God, yes. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite of the chat here and say Kenny and Kenny and Hangman. By, they were by a great tag team. Fairly, actually, honestly, fairly easily to me, I think. Um, Part of that journey is 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 Hangman going back and being like, um, you know, Kenny. We all saw it. Singles, you're the best. You're the you're the absolute best, and, and uh, we would, you know, we, we're good for each other. Versus uh, versus sort of the falling in with the wrong crowds. I think I think we I think we're good for each other, and uh, you know, I'm well, at this level just, too. We're a kick-ass tag team, right? Yeah. So I would I would think I'd rather that I think I'd rather that I, I think the I think Mox and I think the the Mox Hangman like mutual respect nod mm -hmm. you know like we we're, we stay out of each other's way a little bit and like you know I Mox agree. doesn't like Mox isn't a big elite guy but sort of like him being like you know willing to not give Kenny a pass but sort of like say all right you know if you're saying if you're telling me you're with Hangman then you're not you're not in the target as much as you were I'm on the same uh, side as you. No surprise there, I suppose, but uh, more because I just think that, like, Kenny and Hangman is a tag team that, that just creates a lot of matches that I want to see. There's also pairings that I like way more for Mox, and I would almost treat, like, Eddie, Brian, both, I think I'd prefer to Hangar as a tag team partner for Mox, but I will say that um, Mox and Hangman are guys that I would treat almost like Brett and Sean, like this feud that you can just return to you keep them away for ages and then if you need to re return to it you return to it you can run it you can run it a couple times a year if you need to like i think these guys are way more electric and have considerably better there's a baby face versus baby face feud and i'm just you know geeked over it like that's that's pretty rare and uh so yeah I, i'm with you i i think the return to hangman and or sorry to kenny and leaving hangman mocks open as opponents with a you know they have an open-ended trilogy still um yeah Lots of meat on this bone, though. You can't go wrong with anything. Absolutely right. Okay. You know Ricky Stark, Zoops. I do. I do, yeah. Great guy. Never met him. <laughs> Whoa! Somebody's been in Changs. Whoa! How long have you been waiting to drop that? <laughs> Just to blow my mind? Holy... <laughs> um i've rocked uh well, ricky starks is here to fight not the man in the yellow hat nay the man in the purple hat jake hager he likes this hat uh jake oh my gosh i'm so rocked by that chris jericho is out on commentary and um it's a it's a short match they let ricky look physically strong against jake hager which i thought was cool there's not a ton to say about this didn't have a lot of uh, lead time or a uh, run time all to say that Ricky looked like a star crowd was way behind him here. Most I've ever liked Jake Hager is this recent run. And when you consider that this guy is a WWE heavyweight champion and Lucha underground world champion, it's, uh, well, I mean, more sad about that on the other side, but, uh, he's found his role here. Uh, big dumb himbo in short matches for baby faces. It's good. Um, you weren't here. I think the last time Ricky Starks had a singles match cause you were at the show. Mm -hmm. Um, happened again tonight. How are you feeling about the rope walk? 
the the handhold rope walk. How's that fitting into the Ricky moveset like for you? Moves. Never like those moves. Does does anyone like that? I feel like winding up a little bit. I think I, you, watch, you watch CMLL sometimes. You got a guy like a leading bit. around to all four corners. What are we doing here? Uh, yeah, not for <laughs> me. Don't. I gotta say, Ricky Ricky Starks. When he's in Team Taz, I feel like I liked him less than most people within the hierarchy of Team Taz. Like I, I'm a big fan of Hobbs and Hook. And then I'm really taken with him over the Ethan Page run up to, to Jericho. And now he's all poo-poo, pee-pee, my nuts. He's <laughs> hanging out with that with action Andretti. He's dancing around on the ropes. Hell, I was almost cheering for Jake Hager today. I, I don't know what's happening with me and Ricky. <laughs> Listen, you 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 want the he's the new rock package. This is what comes with it, right? You get you get you get a, a degree of like pee pee poo poo silly people's elbow. Right. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. I just I was so ready to take him on board as one of my guys, you know. Yeah. And then and then you go out there. Not since Ryback yelled in Kane, you forgot your nuts. Have I heard a good uh, you've got no nuts <laughs> joke in wrestling? So that's uh, Matt. Of course, remembers that. Matt. Matt, do you remember what? Uh, what Kane's doing as Ryback uh, throws peanuts at him and says, you forgot your nuts. He, he's stupid. just simply trying to run the concession stand. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. They've got Kane working concession. And uh, of course, Ryback, no fan of that. You forgot your nuts. Stupid. Um, you gave me an idea, though, in the middle of that, of like, where would a guy who's promo, if he literally did say pee pee poo poo when, they, when you gave him the mic, like, I feel like they would get super. I feel like it would get super over. I'm in for a little bit. It would get yeah. Super over. And he just went out there and was like, "Poo poo pee pee." I should literally my pants. like yeah, literally like a toddler on the mic. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. It would. I, I know our chat would love it for about three weeks. If, if NXT full scale still existed, that would be the most over history. Can you do your Jericho voice and in, in the style of you just made the list? I just pooed my pants. <laughs> I just pooed my pants. Oh, <laughs> the urge to save a bad impression with the one you already know well i'm not doing it though um uh we go backstage uh to what i have written in my notes jericho jericho uh that's his name jericho <laughs> jericho uh everybody knows that we just heard him sing a little uh while ago and double j uh he's backstage here with tony Schiavone, and he's saying that they're gonna take on ricky and action andretti it's gonna be la sex gods him and sammy Guevara are going to do it. But Daniel Garcia is also there. And he goes, Chris, come on, man. I want to get my hands on him. Uh, you got to let me in for Sammy. And Sammy goes, you know what? This is us building a little something. He's sort of hamming it up. He's actually like a completely different character here that I've ever seen Sammy Guevara be before. Just entirely different. He's like, mm -hmm. and uh, he says, <laughs> if you win your Rampage match, you can have my spot on Wednesday. So I suspect Sammy will probably cost him that match maybe. And then Garcia cost them the match against Action and Ricky. And then we get into the Garcia Sammy, which I think will actually be pretty cool. Um, I actually this was a pretty good segment. And this entirely new Sammy Guevara works for me. I thought this is going to be a good dynamic between him and a much more serious uh, head on surging, hopefully, Daniel Garcia. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about things that get me to Danny Garcia matches. I like the idea of. Um... Somebody put it out there that Dan Garcia's character is uh, guys who went back to WWE and, re and regret it. They can't do that. currently playing on AEW television. That is pretty perfect and pretty damn good. So, uh, yeah, I'm always on board for things that get me more Dan Garcia matches. So I will 
uh, unilaterally sign off. The 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 Sammy realization is like he's always going to be sort of like a smarmy dislike guy, and we're we're going to use that to um, sort of springboard uh, Garcia forward. I think that's I think that makes tons of sense to me. Rick Nash tag saying that Jericho did tag name that team Jericia. So uh, there you go. Got, got a terrible name with both teams. Uh, before we talk about Brian Danielson and Bandito Zoobs, I'd like to let people know that uh, this Saturday, Ground Floor Zero is going down. It's uh, Pro Wrestling's only daytime late night talk show. It's Maddie and I. And this week, we're doing a tier list, Zoobs. Are we ranking things uh, in the spirit of the Sick Nick rank down that used to be on this channel? I have cleared this with Sick Nick. We're not using his uh, anything, but we are. I wanted to make sure, you know, he's the first guy to do this on this channel. Uh, Maddie and I are going to be ranking the AEW roster. Gear. Uh, from A to the bin, who's got the gear? Who's got the drip? Who's bringing the best game possible to AEW? We'll be doing that and more this Saturday morning, 10 a.m. in the West, 1 p.m. in the East. Uh, it's ground floor zero. It's gonna be a great. Very, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, Maddie, are you excited to do this one? I, I'm pretty pumped. That's this Saturday. <laughs> I'm excited, classic. but <laughs> classic, classic bits, classic bits. Um, bit. excited to see you know stuff like uh, Jake Hager. Once upon a time, you say uh, unremarkable, probably been or f- totally forgettable. And now it's like, is, is it S? Well, let, not, let's do that. Let's not... do that right now, Zoops. Let, let's give a little preview of this Saturday. Maddie, you can get on the mic for this too. Let's place Jake Hager in the purple hat, his current his current gear. S A B C D bin. Where are you placing Jake Hager, Maddie? We'll start with you. I think this one uh is, I think a B is actually really good for him here. So I'm gonna put him in the B tier. It's not quite A tier, but it's improvement over a history of bad gear. I'm gonna go B. How about you, Zoobs? I'm going to argue for the bottom of A, I think is sort of what I would say. is the very the very bottom of A, of like everyone above him would have to have notably good gear, right? It's sort of like it has to be notable. He's to be over on him. gear right now. Exactly right. Gear is his gimmick. Uh, and he sort of – I get Matt's point. It's like without that, it's almost certainly a D or a, yeah. or a bin. But, uh, He's you know – I almost take his like not great notable gear over what was like a, a generic B that it's just like I don't even really know how to describe it or what it is, you know? All of this and more this Saturday, ground floor zero. Come back then, it's going to be a blast uh, ranking the AW roster's gear. Uh, as well, you've heard some of the amazing music on the show today, including that great celebration song. If you have a podcast, a broadcast, or anything in between, and you need voice work or music made, producer Dynamite Matt Prince is happy to help you. You can reach out to him at Mr. Matty Pie on Twitter, M-A-T-T-Y-P-I-E. Uh, his rates are fair, and you can make your stuff sound as good as this. Uh, he does video game music, podcast themes, voiceovers. Reach out to Matt for whatever you need. Uh, and finally... Patreon.com slash J0SHC. $5 a month gets you into my Discord. I feel like the whole chat tonight is in there. I encourage you to join them. We're doing the late night stream. This Friday, it's J0 Hour, watching Rampage together, and then we are getting into my bag of matches you are unlikely to have seen and kick ass as well. Next Monday, the Wrestling Brain mailbag comes out. Uh, I have put out the call for questions on Twitter. You can go back and find that tweet if you want, but I've already pulled the the best of it, but you could sneak some in in theory because I'm not recording it until tomorrow night. Monday morning, that comes out behind the paywall. Discord, late night stream, mailbag. It's all going down, plus all the 75 individual episodes behind. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. The Zoobs, you got anything? Nothing to plug, baby. 
just uh, his own good looks. Uh, you can follow him at the Zoobs. He's one of the best followers in the or about follows in the history of the website. Uh, what else could I say about the Zoobs? He 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 levels the show up. <laughs> so if you need something leveled up, get in touch with the man. Yeah, I am a I am a a a, a ceiling raiser for sure. There's no doubt about that. I know what my ceiling was uh, in broadcasting before the Zoobs and after it. I have experienced it firsthand. I like to plug my blue headphones. Yeah, these are uh, I think it's on Amazon. I don't even know what the I don't even know what the brand is. Uh, the, tonight's episode of AW is brought to you by Blue Headphones. Any of them and all of them. Uh, the Zeus is wearing them, and uh, <laughs> we're fans. One audio. Do you mean blue those microphones? No, no. Just any headphones that are the color blue. That's right. <laughs> Let's get to it, Zoobs. Uh, my easy favorite part of Dynamite tonight. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Bandito. Bandito comes out, looks like a million bucks in like some teal and pink gear. No, my heavens. I mean, I, I took a lot of notes for this. This crowd was alive in a way that they weren't for the rest of the evening for this. Um, this started, I think, probably more, in a more like chain wrestling way than people probably imagine, like more of a Brian Danielson match. Then, of course, explodes into lethal beauty. These two are perfect opponents for each other. Brian had talked this week about how looking forward to this match he was. I thought it showed in ring. Uh, I'll get into more specifics uh, in a minute here, Zooms. But did you like this as much as I did? I don't know. It's hard to know without knowing exactly how much you liked it. It seems like you loved, loved it. it. it seems like you loved it. Uh, I liked it a lot too. I agree. They're they are really great, um, really great opponents for each other. A great pair. Uh, insanely good match. Tons of great stuff. Um, great showcases for both of them. They are they are great sort of puzzle pieces. How they fit into each other, and I, you can tell. I know you mentioned it, but you can tell that that Danielson sort of savors this matchup and savors a guy that you know can do as much as Bandito can do, um, which is like fucking everything. Uh, it's really incredible. Um, and you know, again, just savoring the matches he gets to have and the match, the the styles and the and the types. So yeah, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I would say it'd be an easy highlight of the show, no question. It and and we'll be on the. The, the the list of like what people enjoy most from dynamite maybe this whole year how unlikely is it for a guy one person on your roster to have both the best frog splash and the best stalled suplex and yeah, i got a little i got a little i got a little hairy this stalled suplex. my guy was turning the style of red that you only go when you're on the good steroids like he was <laughs> he was entering like deep tomato tier during that stalled suplex which to me you, you know i respect that sort of behavior i just found myself really pulled into this match i was sort of looking to get lost in some wrestling tonight i think and uh this match very much delivered in that vein the strikes were hard I, I mean, to say that Brian Danielson is good at transitions is to say the sky is blue, but I mean, he's just so phenomenally smooth. It makes other people on AEW, you shouldn't do it. Like if Brian is like in proximity of your match and you can't roll backwards, don't. Just don't do it. Because <laughs> like, he's yeah. going to do it. He's going to make it look fucking phenomenal with Bandito at full force, 100% speed, Anna J. It's, uh, it's unbelievable stuff. I was so brought into this, as was the crowd. I liked the Excalibur bit of commentary in this match because Brian does a one kick out and Excalibur explains that because Bandito's only been atop attacking the top of Brian's body. He's got to go for the legs now. All these chops and work in the body, it's only going to do so much. Now he's got to get those legs under control because you can see the Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson rather bucked out using his lower half of his body there. I was like, 
man, I don't know what they were trying to get across in this one count, but Excalibur had a whole, like, it was genuinely impressive to me. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, you really recovered from this one count. Like, we want Bandito to look good. And uh, I just found it very easy to fall in love with this match. Easy match of the night, obviously. And I don't know if I liked it more than Mox and uh, Hanger last week, but boy, we're on a two-week streak of matches that I love and would recommend to any wrestling fan on television, which is uh, a nice thing to be able to say. Let's see if they can keep it up next week. Yeah, that was the big, that was the big, my, you know, we, I talked about it last week is I'm going to try to keep a dynamite match of the year tally running. And I will announce this week. It did not surpass. Hangman Mox two to me. Congrats to Mox and Hangman successfully defending their title. Surviving for another week. One title defense for, for Mox Hangman, which I absolutely love this, but not to say this was any, any worse. Um, as you said, some things, some things that uh, you have to be at the absolute top of the top of the top level to be doing in the ring with Brian Danielson and, and Danielson the other way, like Bandito has to be just a phenomenal uh, athlete to, to hang in this way. Um, yeah. This leads to an MJF promo where he called himself Masked Max. And like what we've seen of him before or, or up to this point is the man in front of the mask. He is unmasking, sort of bringing out like this stronger, more primal wrestler is sort of what I was getting across. The angry, the, the monster he called himself. Shout out to uh, Kevin Randleman. Rest in peace. Uh, I liked this promo, but then he announces that Brian Cage is next week's opponent for Brian Danielson. I think the match is going to rip. I think people are going to once again be surprised Brian Cage had a great TV match and probably give all the credit to Brian Danielson. Uh, but a Brian versus Brian matchup on next Wednesday's Dynamite. But Zoobs, I have a wish if, if you'll hear me out. I love to hear wishes. And I, and I don't know if you have any influence. in feel genie-esque right now. A little, exactly right. And if you could grant this one, I'd appreciate it. Okay. We know MJF is uh, lining up opponents for Brian Danielson uh, on his road to this one-hour Iron Man match that they're going to have at Revolution. Can MJF please go back to the well? Brian Cage isn't doing it. The arena like groaned. <laughs> yeah, of course they groaned. They had the <laughs> right. They were so close. It was not Brian Cage they needed, but rather a former MJF acolyte, Nick Cage. Nick Gage. Uh, can we get the MDK Lord versus Brian I'm Danielson? Be, I'm going to beat Brian Danielson, dude. Can you imagine Nick Gage versus Brian Danielson? I I I couldn't. Um, yeah, going to <laughs> Brian Cage after <laughs> fucking <laughs> the guys they started this with, Takeshita and fucking Bandito, and then being like, now you got to beat a guy who loses all the time. <laughs> like, just yeah. one, stop giving them guys who lose all the time. Give give them the it is not good to me to for the next challenge to be Brian Cage. Uh, no offense to Brian Cage. Well, maybe some offense to Brian Cage, but like we're talking about this guy's having, uh, you know, these these hot fresh matchups with the like the the great different styles, and now we're can he beat Brian Cage? Yeah, it's not insulting a, to say Brian Cage isn't Bandito or Takeshita. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Listen, he has great traits. He's a great athlete, and I'm sure he'll be great. But you know, we're thinking. We're we're thinking we're gonna have a Shibata. We're gonna have you know. We're, I mean, we're gonna have some 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 high end brand name surprises. The workers, workers, in the way that we had with the last two guys, and uh, just interesting, interesting. But is he picking the uh, is he picking the matches? He is right. That's that's what yeah, we're assuming. Yeah. And so he's picked. He's picked when he was doing the trials of Jericho for Jericho. He yeah, but that, was, that well. was more explicit that he was picking the opponents, right? Like I feel like he didn't pick Takeshita. And Bandito. But yeah. I think he 
yeah, you're right. It is less explicit, but he certainly makes it seem like okay, this one was explicit. Every... Yeah, this one explicitly is I'm picking Brian Cage for you. Yeah, maybe it could be Nick Gage because he he says to Brian Cage, he's like, you're not going out there to beat him. I just want you to break his arm. Like, that's all you're there to do. Just go out there and break his arm. We can say the same thing to Nick Gage, except be like, bleed him out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would be like, uh, up. why Why you would be like, we need some specific limb, limb damage for Brian Cage. <laughs> you like hurt his back and powerbomb him through, the, through some shit? Anyway. Yeah, weird. weird I'm looking forward to that Iron Man. It feels, uh, I'm very interested in it. Yeah, we give it a shot. It's, it's a tough format, Iron Man. You better keep that yeah. pay-per-view with less matches. You, you, exactly right, good friend Jake. If you want to break his arm, you would do Pentagon, would you not? Kind of cool I'd be more hyped for that. Yeah. Anyway. But we can't do another Cody, or if, if one more person no-sells the arm break. No mas. Right. And when Cody did that, he's like, oh, no. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> man, that was the first two seasons of a Lucha Underground you just buried, dude. <laughs> Feel like you just got written off TV for that shit. <laughs> oh, well. Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm here. Uh, two people that I very much like to see on the television. Um, I think we've been predicting Tony turning heel for a while here. She does do this in the match. Uh, teams up with Soraya against Willow, who's a perfect person to turn heel against. I had a blast watching this match. Uh, I think that Brian and Bandito may have gone a little long, so these two didn't get the full time. And since it was mostly an angle, there wasn't a huge amount of wrestling here. But I like Tony and Willow as opponents. And Willow was like... For all of her happy demeanor, she lays in forearms and like Tony likes, I don't know she likes when people do that, but like Tony's somebody that can be brought to life. If you like give her something, Tony will come on back. Like she has some of that Brian Danielson or where it's like, wake up the dog inside and you can find yourself in a match. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this for what it was. Yeah, it, would, it felt rushed, felt a little quick, felt a little, a little quick. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I didn't see the... Not that I didn't see the, the the turn coming, but just sort of seemed a little the whole the whole thing, the cloud of last week sort of seemed like it put a weird sure. you're not it's sort of a weird space on it. But good to have the progression. I think very good for Willow to have these as the opponents, as sort of like the as you said, sort of it, it's a good match for the it's a good match for her, like that they, they work together. Uh that laying it in and getting a little a little heavy, getting a little violent. Um, works in both of their favor, as as you said. It's like I think it helps bring Tony's matches alive and um, helps show the advantage that that Willow has in in power, right? It sort of it should be the calling card thing, nice or not. Um, yeah, this particular segment I think was sort of suffered from the let's get to the fireworks factory of it all and the weirdness of last week. So it's been like th that the the Mer Mercedes thing hung over this that maybe the maybe the build didn't yeah. get what it should have had. This moment doesn't have the impact that it should have. Um, but glad we're getting there and going with it. Uh, Sheeta and Ruby are are aligned, sort of creating your babyface tag team here. Ruby is out for the save at the end of the match. I should mention it does feel a little bit like you're trying to do your whole women's division in like one feud. Um, yeah. But let's see where it goes. Oh, this this next part was a treat. I thought this was great. Uh, to catch this backstage, and he says that he loved wrestling Brian Danielson last week. He's my hero. And I'll always have his back because I don't trust MJF. Makes sense. And cuts a promo in Japanese. Says MJF is an asshole. Uh, speaks both. It says the Japanese portion. Then is asked, "What does that mean?" He goes, uh, "It means Brian, or it means MJF is an asshole." 
<laughs> okay, so Takeshita's also like a good promo. <laughs> like <laughs> in Japanese, it's clear that he is like a very effectual, like heated up, great babyface fire promo. And then like in English, in like all due respect, he laps Darby Allen like <laughs> like in, yeah. in his second language. <laughs> it's uh shout out to the LA Dojo. These guys seem to I don't know, Shabbat is beating a little English into them, but uh they all <laughs> seem to be able to surprise with that uh, a little bit. I, I was did you know Takeshita spoke English like this? I had no idea. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not that surprised by that because it's, you know, it, it's sort of, um, you, there's a, a quality to the, as you said, the LA Dojo guys and the, the guys that are like poised to make it in America. I think a lot of them, we said, we saw Penta do not be to this level before of like knowing the effectual, the effective thing to say yeah. in English, the whole thing doesn't have to be in English. You can just go to like the, the power move, the, the power point totally. of the, of the competition in English. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, there's he's a better promo than people that get mic'd up on the company uh, that that aren't in a second language. So it's awesome. Yeah, I think this is great. And I think um, helps um, cauterize the point that you made last week about sort of the the, the how cheap uh, the MJF portion of last week was, and sort of like that was all so done well in service of Takeshita. We see now a week later, it's like they're going back to him. He's talking uh, shit to the world champion talking. in English that MJF said he couldn't speak. Yeah. The best. So that part that that's a that's a that's a nice payoff to it. And now main event time. As New Japan Junior stalwart Kushida takes on Darby Allen. Uh I'm into the Darby Allen TNT reign, although I gotta tell you, I, I I'm missing Samoa Joe on this program. I, sure. I didn't need Samoa Joe to disappear after the TNT title loss, but I digress. Um massively exciting match the darby allen sent on from the turnbuckle to the floor that because she catches in an r bar continues in the vein of darby allen why'd you do this danger moves uh <laughs> i thought these two wrestled at a pace that you would expect like two very fast guys who felt comfortable wrestling quickly with each other talk a little bit about your feelings on kushida in general zoobs if you don't mind uh i'm not his biggest fan but i, I think he's all right or are you a bigger fan of him than me and then what, what did you think of this match Doubt it, brother. I doubt I'm a bigger fan of him than you. Um, yeah, not huge on Kushida. I know people are huge on Kushida. Always a guy to me that was just sort of like an, a nice guy to have on the roster. Rarely, yeah. like like for this exact reason, sort of like you can you can call him in uh, irregularly and have him have technical matches with basically anybody. I like the sign of it is for Darby's title run, mm -hmm. similar to when we have it before, where he's just sort of like finding people he wants to fight. And making it make sense, I think this is the right amount of Kushida of him like popping in, um, showcasing, looking good, helping people. It doesn't pop me in the way that even Kenta showing up did, um, which is sort of a you know I think they're I, I view them not similarly, but sort of in the way of, of usefulness. He's um, a little bit junior Kenta or Goto yeah. or someone like that. Like I, I think there's a comparison there for sure. I think there's a ton of value to having that as part of the show and having that as part of the universe and having that as part of the thing. Um, but, you know, if we're, if we're doing the, like, who are my dream guys to come over from uh, Japan? Who are the dream guys that who are yeah. in these roles? It takes me a while before I'm getting to Kushida. Even in the junior division, I think that's true. Ishimori, uh, Hiromu. Yeah. Despi. But, et cetera. but all, that, all that being said, I think a great match for, um, for Darby and to sort of 
change gears a little bit with what Darby's been doing. He, obviously, he's still very physical, but um, he'd been doing quite a bit of like small guy, big guy, like get the shit beat out of him, like get thrown around. It's nice to have him to have a different style of match and still have yeah. it feel like a title match, still have it feel main event worthy. He's been so good in that role with that title in both reigns now at the beginning and the end of the shows. You're like, you're getting your Darby's match worth. And he is bringing these guys into his world and going into their world and sort of it's different every time. Um, he's got a great, he's got, that's a great trade of his is like, it's, it's never the same match twice with Darby. A hundred percent. And I think that's part of why we like his last TNT title reign and why I look forward to this one continuing so much. I think just Darby Allen TNT title match main eventing a dynamite is a formula that I am comfortable with and enjoy. So yeah, I think I got talked up a little bit here. Zoops. I think I'd give tonight's episode a, a five, five and a half, some, something in there. I got to, four and a half was too low for tonight. I think I'll meet you there. I think I'll meet you at five and a half. Look at that. I'll see you there, Zoobs. Uh, two guys who get a meeting in the middle. That's compromise. That's what it is we do here at Wrestling Brain. Actually, Coach is saying Sting was here. That's right. Vacant Planet saying Kenny has huge involvement in getting Takeshita ready for AEW. Yeah, I think him and Callis uh, together, but yeah, I mean, is Kenny Omega like sitting around giving English lessons? Like, I'm not so sure, but maybe. Um, maybe he's, he's Japanese, so maybe. Yeah. It does seem like uh, Takeshita's around with Don Callis a lot, though. Hmm. Sports games and uh, looking forward to see where that angle goes. A guy who's always working in Don Callis. And Zoops, that was Dynamite. And in, as such, was tonight's episode of the AEW. <laughs>